Hugga quotes to change your life. Let's all add these in just in case you want to like start the episode. Everyone can identify with a fragrant garden, with the beauty of a sunset, with the quiet of nature, with a warm and cozy cottage. Thomas Kincaid. <laughs> um, so your recommendation is I get some Thomas Kincaid for the house. Oh God, please don't. Yeah. It's like weird because I look at Thomas Kincaid and I was like, that's pretty and cozy and soothing. But then I'm also like, mm, so commercial. Yeah. Oh, um, and I also think dad would disown you. Uh, yes. Hug a quote. Let's see it. She did not need much, wanted very little. A kind word, sincerity, fresh air, clean water, a garden, kisses, books to read, sheltering arms, a cozy bed, and to love and to be loved in return. That's from Stara Neely Blade. I don't know who that is. Who's that? I don't know, but that sounds nice. I know. It like, kind of sounded like you. It was like, was this going to be Trisha Hefner? <laughs> you found one of my oh, she might online. Wait. Uh, the Hugga House. I mean, it might be. Huh. I don't know. You should look that up. Okay. Um, you will know you made the right decision. You will feel the stress leaving your body, your mind, your life. These are all Hugga quotes. I like that. My love of baking might have originated with my grandmother. She had a lemon tree growing in her backyard, and one of my favorite memories is of picking lemons together and then making and then baking lemon bars. Hmm. Aww. <laughs> when the girl returned some hours later, she carried a tray with a cup of fragrant tea steaming on it and a plate piled up with very hot buttered toast, cut thick, very brown on both sides with the butter running through the holes in great golden drops like honey from the honeycomb. The smell of the buttered toast simply talked to Toad with no uncertain voice, talked of warm kitchens, of breakfasts, on bright frosty mornings, of cozy parlor fires on winter evenings, when one's ramble was over and slippered feet were propped on the fender of the purring, contented cats and the twitter of sleepy canaries from Kenneth Graham's The Wind in the Willow. Oh, that's so nice. I know. It doesn't even just reading Hugga quotes is Hugga as fuck. Okay. Yeah. So aside from candles, what else do you do to bring Hugga into the house? Well, when you say it like that, it doesn't sound Hugga. It sounds <laughs> angry and thrusting. I do appreciate that. So, so, so like hugga is like, the opposite of what it sounds like. Hugga. Well, you don't need to put so much diaphragm behind it. Hugga. 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 <laughs> uh, all right. So good morning, Elizabeth. How was good your morning, week? Um, my week. It's actually pretty good. Uh, we got a lot of rain here, and I enjoyed that because now I have set up mostly, mostly set up my little balcony area. So in the morning before work, I can, <clears throat> and from work I do work at home. But before I have to go to my desk, I go out to the balcony and I enjoy my coffee. And I'm setting up a little like special space where I can enjoy my coffee and then also I can go out there and put my yoga mat down and do some exercising um and it's starting to turn into a little happy place <laughs> your turn <laughs> how's your week uh how was my week uh my week has been pretty pretty good I think um we're actually starting to get some some organization happening here at uh Shea Tropical Paradise home of Tricia and Allen. That's and shocking. Just I mean, just because no, you know, no offense, but like organization is not the the main thing that comes to my mind when I think of you and your lifestyle. Absolutely not. But I've decided that 
I've really been taking serious what you and Cameron have been teaching us about simplify in order to amplify. And yes, yes. <laughs> so I've been looking at like what projects I want to do and when I want to do them and going, okay, how about we just break this up week by week and we're going to do this this week and we're going to do this next week and we're going to rest the whole week to get this thing done and try to do it right and then move on to the next thing next week and so breaking things up um so that we have like an adequate amount of time to do each thing and focusing on just like one task per week one marketing strategy per week that's beautiful that's beautiful (laughs) okay this week since uh you know, it's getting into that that pumpkin spice season. <laughs> you know, I actually really hate fucking pumpkin spice. Um, oh. uh, but since it's getting into that season, it's chilly willy here in North Carolina. And I know it's probably still hot as balls in Costa Rica. So. <laughs> yeah, but, pretty much. Um, but we're gonna get into that. Uh we're gonna we're gonna uh talk about that. Um what became a, a, a hardcore hashtag, what, like two, three years ago? Hoga. That's right, everyone. It's another podcast talking about Hoga. Fuck you, <laughs> whatever. It's it's great. And ever since I learned about it, I'm like, yes. So, Hoga. I think, I think the title of our podcast should just be all like, fuck you, listeners. This is the podcast for people who wish they could hire a professional dominatrix, but don't have the money. Yeah. Let me listen to that girl. Tell me what I'm going to listen to. I'm against Booga, but she's going to force it down my throat anyway. I fucking will. I fucking, I love to, because I like to treat people how I like to be treated. And then I realized, (laughs) thanks to my best friend, Sage, I realized that. That some people really do like hate the way that I like to be treated. And what I like, and this was, here's an example. It was so funny. So we were over at, um, at her friend, Christy, sorry, Chrissy's house. And she's like, um, was giving us, she's like, oh, do you want to use this face mask stuff I have? And she, I was like, oh yeah, sure. So she put on, she like insisted on putting on the face mask on me. And I was like, this is so great. Like someone's just like taking time and caring and like doing this thing for me and like just putting it on me. And I felt so like, I just really enjoyed being like, you know, like cared for. And I felt nurtured. so nurtured Nurtured, and yes and that felt so fucking good um and then she (laughs) and then she was um trying to put it on sage's face and sage was like i can do it myself and sage got really (laughs) upset (laughs) because she doesn't she doesn't like that you know she's the kind of person that's like no i wanted i can do it myself don't like like put that on me. And I was like, I remember it's so silly, but I remember standing there and just being like, but, but I loved that. She, she put it on me. Why doesn't Sage like that, that someone <laughs> like, like puts it. And I was like, Oh, not just because I, I like to be treated a certain way. doesn't mean everyone else likes to be treated that way. And cause in my head, I'm like, everyone wants to be cared for and like basically forced into into something like like comforting and like you know basically everyone wants to be like held down and petted like a cat and i'm i'm so used to that in my head like no 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 like you're going to thank me when i'm done bathing you or whatever and and then i'm like oh my god some people like their autonomy <laughs> and it was just, yeah, so learned, yeah, I have definitely learned that, um, the hard way, I guess, with my husband, with Alan, because for me, uh, you know, I was raised by a Libra. Our mother is a Libra and I really like people being diplomatic and being thoughtful with their feelings. And I'm like, that's just the way you're supposed to be. You're supposed to ask, how are you feeling? Um, 
And if I have to give you some bad, bad news, or if I need to like point out something that you're doing that I don't like, I just need to like put on my little kid gloves, my little velvety gloves and just be all like, hi, I'm going to like just gently stroke your ego and be all like, hi, you look, you're so nice, but could I possibly ask you to maybe possibly stop leaving your toenail clippings all over the house? Just maybe possibly. And that's the way that, that, you know, we've been taught to deal with conflict and stuff. And Alan's just all like, why are you lying to me and telling me that you're, you're happy with me when you're not happy with me? Like, just tell me, don't, put your toenail clippings everywhere. Just tell me my hair looks disgusting. Just this tell might me. Be, this might be a New Yorker thing. Cause Andrew's oh. like, I'm like, hi yes. Andrew, how did you sleep? And he's all like, fine. And then just like leaves the room. And I'm like, well, I, I also slept fine. <laughs> um, and he's just like, just get to the point. Just get to the point. You know, like it might be a New Yorker thing too. It might be a New Yorker thing. It might be just, you know, a masculine energy thing. They're all like, Yes, I am. This is sufficient. You know, Alan's just like, why are you? That's not a question that I need. And it's like, of course it's not. No questions are questions that we need. We've been married for eight years. Like we really don't need to have any conversation from here on out. I know everything. I know what you're going to say. I know that what you want, what you don't want. I'm trying to connect with you because we're human beings and there's no one else to talk to around here. I think it's a middle of the road thing because it's like you want I think that people, mainly men, people <laughs> need to be taught how to communicate in an um, in a somewhat sensitive manner, not like super fake, um, but a somewhat, you know, obviously just trying to take into account that you're not the only person that matters. Just be, don't be a fucking selfish piece of shit. That's all like, that's all I need to say. Um <clears throat> But, it's a lot, that's a lot more work than I think you realize. But there's, <coughs> good job muting yourself when you cough. Sorry. <laughs> but also, I do think there's some beauty in getting like getting to brass tacks, as it were, getting mm-hmm. straight to the point and being like, I'm not going to sugarcoat this for you. This is also apparently I've heard this is a California thing. Like we need to sugarcoat and we need to like, you know, I noticed you planted violets in your yard and I just, I just don't really like the color purple. Um, so could you just like, um, not we're so sensitive in California. We're also sensitive, like in LA, at least we're also sensitive and also so numb. Yeah, that's, that's so creepy. No wonder there's so many narcissists. <laughs> okay, so speaking you were saying. Which, no, okay. speaking of which, and this will maybe bring us to our topic possibly, but uh, I have a garden, speaking of planting violets, I have a garden that I have been trying to grow that keeps dying and a garden that I have not been trying to grow of just like, like, scraps of food that I've thrown out into the yard that are now growing beautifully without any work for me. Isn't that crazy? There's your metaphor for life. (laughs) Right. It's like the garbage you throw out apparently is the garbage that's going to thrive and just leave it alone. Yeah. I kind of took it like that. Like just when you nitpick at things, they're just like, fuck you. I'm going to (laughs) die. Except I'm a very nitpicky person. I'm like, uh, the way I love people is I will dominate the fuck out of trying to like, be like, here is how you're going to structure your life and take care of yourself. And if you don't wear this K95 mask, I will literally have an aneurysm. (laughs) So speaking of structuring things, what's our topic this week, Liz? (laughs) Okay, this week we're talking about Hugga. And we're talking about Hugga because I like candles and fuzzy things. And if you don't, then you can just, you can just fuck right off right now. So Um, let me ask you to remind everyone, including. Oh, I'm going to give a definition. I'm a Virgo. Are you kidding me? Like, I'm not going to give a definition. Okay, go ahead. Hugga. H-Y-G-G-E. Hugga. A quality of coziness and comfortable conviviality. What the fuck? That's a word? Conviviality? 
Jesus. A word. How have you not heard that word before? Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) A quality of coziness and comfortable conviviality that engenders... I don't think we should engender people. I think that's offensive. (laughs) That engenders a feeling of contentment or well-being regarded as a defining characteristic of Danish culture. Example, why not follow the Danish example and bring more hygge into your daily life? That's a lazy fucking example sentence. That's my critique of the definition. So before we even get started, can, you know, I think this is really appropriate for both of us because we moved recently, which means we had kind of a not very cozy, personable, convivial place What the fuck is convivial? First of all, you should know what convivial means because I know that it's a word in one of the song lyrics from one of the songs of Camelot. I can't remember which one, but I know that it is. And so, therefore, you should know what it is. No, I do not recall this. Convivial, like to be full of vivial. Oh, my God, you don't know what it means. From the Latin root con to mean with. Ooh, you don't know what convivial (laughs) means. Convivial means to be like, you know, happy, bubbly, enjoyable. Let's just say the nearest. Friendly, lively, and enjoyable. An atmosphere of friendly... Oh, convivial. Okay, well, now it makes more sense because it's like, like, vivid, like you're bright and cheerful. I don't fucking know. Fuck you. (laughs) Do hygge. Okay, so hygge. And if you went to Pinterest right now and you typed in hygge, I'm pretty sure you would just get like a shit ton of like people with fuzzy socks candles coffee hot cocoa fuzzy sweaters you know that kind of shit but it's really it i do love i didn't realize that there was a danish term for this and shocker here everyone when you get out of english there's a lot of beautiful beautiful other other language terms for something that you probably love or disdain you know when when Probably most people think of hygge. You're all like, it has to be cold out. And you have to snuggly wuggly with your sweater and your hot cocoa. But Trisha, I'm going to ask how you create a, an atmosphere of hygge when it's like fucking balls hot outside. And you're all like, I'm going to sweat my freaking face off. Are you fucking kidding me? I'm not wearing a sweater. So how do you do that? I think this is another area where you and I are going to have very, very different feelings and opinions because I actually prefer the opposite of hookah probably because you and I move so often and, and like growing up, we moved every couple of years and our, our saying in our home is like, home is where you hang the for sale sign. So no, I believe the saying was it's, it's not home until the for sale sign is out front. So for me, whenever I think of, you know, buying stuff and filling a home with cozy little accessories, I think, Pretty soon, all of this is going to have to get packed up into boxes and moved. And for me, I like moving. I like traveling. I like being able to pick up everything. My ideal, my ideal would be to be able to fit everything that I own into two suitcases and a Kindle. My ideal situation would be to be able to pack everything up that I care about into two suitcases and be ready to go on the next adventure within a moment's notice. Then you probably shouldn't have adopted four cats and a husband. (laughs) That is true. And that's where this lovely thing called compromise comes in because I think my husband is just the opposite. He does not want to pack up at a moment's notice and be able to go anywhere on an adventure. Like even getting him to go on a weekend retreat is like, it's something I only ask for once a year on my birthday. That's it. Because he's definitely a homebody and he wants all of the things to be at home and at his fingertips which I know you love, 
Um, and, and so I'm, you know, I'm not able to, to do my ideal, which would be to basically like, I think my ideal situation would be that I either have a houseboat or a motor home. Um, I mean, that would be, that would be an amazing compromise. That would be an amazing compromise. Or what's also great. You have someone to stay at home and watch the fucking cats so that you can go off on like a weekend adventure when quarantine is over. Yeah, definitely. You know what's like crazy is I found out recently about house sitting, like there are house sitting websites where you can just, you can be a professional house sitter. You just go from home to home getting paid to stay in other people's houses and like feed their cats and their dogs while they're away. And you, you can live there for free. Um, And if I had known about this, like maybe, 10 years ago before I adopted the cats and the husband, like that would have been my life. I would have just gone, Hey, I don't have to make rent money. I'm just going to live in other people's homes, carry everything that I care about in like two suitcases and a laptop and, and go from house to house, like working on the internet and doing my writing and making my art and occasionally like working with other clients via the internet and, and just being a wandering sadhu, wandering artist sadhu for the rest of my life. But I do love my husband and I do love our cats. So I am willing to make those compromises and settle down and actually have a house to live in and even accumulate a few things that make that house seem a little more personable and comfortable and enjoyable. But mm, well said. Yeah, but what about you? Like, what is your ideal hookah situation? Well, I'm basically creating a day by day. So now on my, I like to go out on my balcony. Um, <clears throat> I like to go out on my balcony in the morning before I start work. And I just got one of those like, poof uh ottoman things it's like a fucking mm. poof and <laughs> it's, it's made a, an in- what's a, hold on what's a poof <clears throat> ottoman thing it's like a basically kind of um it's like a colorful round ball mm-hmm. that's large enough for you to rest your feet on and put your legs up oh it's that sounds a little bit like a beanbag chair but it's for your feet it's for your feet and also there are not beanbaggy parts inside it's like mine is kind of mine has like kind of like a soft rope crochet on the outside it's made in India and hopefully the the money and all the like proceeds everything go goes to help um the 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 craftsmen mm-hmm. there um god that sounded really pompous cut that out it's not like <laughs> okay. such a douchey american thing to say i'm helping support people in india by buying this poof and then i go to costa rica i try to help people by buying coffee fuck off don't put that in <laughs> i mean it's good but it's still a little like eye roll inducing so <clears throat> okay continue so i have my poof now and I got some cushions. Andrew brought back um, two wicker chairs from his mom's because his mom is moving. So she gave us these nice wicker chairs and I got cushions for them. And I have a, a, a beautiful Amish made table made by the Amish. And it's it's little and it's lovely. And um, now I can sit out there with my coffee and with the rain coming down and the crisp, cool weather, looking at the trees lose their leaves. And it feels quintessentially hygge, I guess, because I have a hot drink. I have my cozy little blanket and my cat. And, you know, it just, I guess if you twisted my arm and were like, tell me, Tell me what is hygge right now in five words. Soft, mm. cozy, charming, comforting, convivial. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's really just like, you know, like in a Hallmark movie, if anyone's ever watched a Hallmark movie, um, which is really embarrassing to admit, but I'm sure everyone... 
Well, I shouldn't say that. I'm sure lots of people have at least seen a trailer for a Hallmark movie. Mm-hmm. And you know how like disgusting and cringeworthy they are. Even if you love them, <laughs> that's fine. But you know how they're all like literally formulaic mm-hmm. pieces of shit. Uh, <laughs> and you know how like everyone lives in New England for some reason? <laughs> all and- Hallmark. All Hallmark well, creations take place in New England. Well, so like all Stephen King stories too. But um, that's the horror hugga episode that we're going to do. Uh, <laughs> horror hugga. You know, when you're like, you have a nice, cozy, comfy, steaming cup of blood. Hugga is that feeling of, <sighs> it's really just, I mean, it can mean different things to different people. I do. It's very sensual. It's very much rejoicing in things that are sensual. And in a weird way for me, it feels like sensual and wholesome. Mm -hmm. Like this getting back to, I don't freaking know, like the 1800s or something. And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. I just, I want to ask you a little clarification there. So it's sensual, but it's wholesome. So like having a bunch of leopard print bed sheets and red silk ties, that's not hygge? I mean, because it's soft, it's comforting. Yeah, but it's like, it's like, there's like a wholesome, I want to, I mean, maybe I'm dead wrong. For me, for me, there's a wholesomeness to Hugga. It's just like, I just want to feel like, I feel like horrible, evil, like sociopathic narcissists wouldn't be all super Hugga. So I feel like it's very anti that. <clears throat> maybe Hannibal Lecter. Hannibal Lecter is totally into Hugga, right? Like he's totally into like, the, you know, I don't know anything, whatever. Everyone light a goddamn candle, sniff that shit, and then wrap yourself in a warm, fuzzy blanket with your hot fucking cocoa. Period. Done. You're welcome. Okay. I tried. There you go. <laughs> so the thing about for us and Huga, like when we came to Costa Rica, we didn't know how long we were going to be here. And we did not bring all of our stuff from home. We basically said we're going to stay in in a pre-furnished home that we're going to rent for however long we're going to be here. And like we only brought the stuff that we really needed, like our laptops and books. And then (laughs) we also brought our most hot weather clothes so like our coolest clothes to Costa Rica. And they all still proved to be way too hot. Like... One one thing that I have learned, if you're going to go to a tropical environment or whatever, just don't don't bring anything from home. Uh, wait till you get to that environment and then buy the clothes that the the native people are selling and and wearing in that environment. Like everything I brought from home that was like nice and cool by California standards. Like I have tank tops that I put on and I'm just like the fabric on this tank top is too confining. It's too heavyweight. It's a knit fabric. I can't stand that. Like everything that's sold down here is just made out of air. It's just like lightly colored air, finely woven cotton. It feels like you're wearing nothing. So I've taken most of the clothes I brought from California and I put them aside for like rainy nights when it's cold enough that I can actually wear like a knit tank top. And then I I went to... um. You know, I go to the local stores here and I just buy these things that are made out of like light, light, lightweight cotton because they're the only things cool enough to actually wear here. Uh, Anyways, I forget where I was going with that. Oh, yeah. So, the you know, for us, like trying to make the home seem personable and seem like the kind of place we want to live in has really been a challenge because we didn't bring our stuff. And when we do leave here, we don't want to bring a bunch of stuff back. So we don't want to buy a bunch of our own personal stuff. So like one of the things that I've been doing to, to really make our house feel more like the kind of place we want to live and give it our personal touch is I've just been making a bunch of collages and um, little vision boards and 
posting them all around the house, on the walls, on the refrigerator, basically any surface. I've created my own art and put it up there to kind of like redecorate the way that I want it to look like. That's very hugga. Um, <clears throat> I want to forgive my my sound quality. I had to switch uh, away from my microphone, but um, that's very hugga because you're creating a sense of coziness and conviviality. Um, <laughs> and it's not it's not like a hot steaming mug of fucking pumpkin spice ugh, coffee, and it's not like a cozy wozy faux fur blanket, but it's these like happy pictures that make you happy and and you feel comforted and they're you know lively and stuff well also I think you know in the tropics in really hot places like Huga just it has a different um feel to it like you know I, the the Danish idea of Huga is what makes you feel warm and cozy and want to be inside whereas I feel like in a place like Costa Rica uh Huga is more like how do you take the outside and make the outside feel like home. So like everywhere in Costa Rica, everyone has a porch or um, like a porch with an overhang so that when it's raining, you can still go outside and stay dry. And when it's a hot day, which is pretty much every day, you can go outside and hang in your hammock underneath the overhang and like, get a nice breeze and look at the beautiful trees and like the 8,000 different kinds of birds that we have here. So, you know, Huga, you know, in this sense is a lot less about going inside and a lot more about um, kind of opening up to the outdoors and keeping yourself cool. And everyone has a hammock outdoors. And like, to me, that is the essence of being comfortable in Costa Rica is like in the morning, in the evening, in the heat of the day, you go outside and you can enjoy a little breeze. You can have a fan, you have a cool drink of water, uh, you have some nice sliced cold fruit and you lie in the hammock and you just let the heat of the day pass over you while you're relaxing into it instead of like oh, fighting against fighting it. Fighting against it. Ooh, this concept. <laughs> I really love now this is very because I'm very visual and I need to have a picture painted in my head. Mm-hmm. So that to me now, like I love these two contrasting images of Huga or yep. basically feeling fucking at ease in the moment. <laughs> Um, e- at ease and supported and comfy wumpy comfy wumpy comfy wumpy um so it's like me sitting on my balcony with my with my little purple fuzzy blanket and my hot coffee and my feet up listening to my music and with a candle lit that smells of birch wood and cedar wood and spices I literally have a candle I think it's called like harvest nights it's great mm-hmm. and then your hugga is you sitting on your porch in your hand rocking in your hammock with some with perhaps some cold mango and ice water and letting the breeze just flow over your skin uh-huh. and fuck that feels pretty good that feels pretty great it is it's all I think it's all about like working with the natural environment um, to make yourself comfortable within that environment. So like for, for me, like one of the things that I do to bring, um, you know, comfort in this very warm climate is I've been learning about the foods that make that naturally cool you off, which are things like melon and cucumber. And I have found like the most cooling drink I have ever had, it is the perfect thing for a hot day, is you take some watermelon and you add um, mint and lime juice to it. And you put that in the fridge for a few minutes and take it out. And it is the most cooling thing to have when Mm. it's a hot day and you need to like just cool down naturally. Uh, That sounds really good. Yeah, it's stuff like that. Um, And adding mint to things and mint and cucumber to your water like really helps 
enhance the cooling effect. So it's like, instead of going and drinking a hot pumpkin spice latte on the couch with my fuzzy slippers on, which I think is what I would very happily do if I were in a cold climate right now, it's more like, I'm going to go drink some cucumber water out on the hammock and take a nap through the afternoon. So hugga. Yeah. So let's move on to our recommendations now that we've just spent like an hour and 20 minutes talking about I that. recommend the website candlescience.com. Okay. I've not purchased from them yet. So I feel a little fucked up by this recommendation. Wait, but wait. I want to, I want to ask you something first about candles. Um, Cause so far, like 90% of what you've talked about regarding Hoga is about candles. Well, because Do it's you- the fire and the earth. And the it's the it's the um the god of of light or whatever, you know it's the it's the warmth it's the the idea of life coming out of the bleak coldness of winter. Oh, that's nice. So, do you like do and you pagan philosophy and Roman Saturnalia? You know everything that that Christmas stole from. It also comes from Zarathustra, or it comes from. Yeah. It comes from Zoroastrianism, which is a religion. What the fuck is that? How do you not know what Zoroastrianism is, Liz? Come on. You're summa cum laude. Is that? Oh, 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 I'm not. I'm sorry. You're right. I'm magna. I guess if you were summa cum laude, you would know what Zoroastrianism is. Okay, it sounds like something... Okay, no, go ahead. What is it? (laughs) What were you going to say? It just... (laughs) It sounds very... uh, it sounds very goddamn. What the what the fuck is the name of that fucked up religion that all the celebrities like? The the one um, uh, Kabbalah Scientology. What? No, not Kabbalah. What the f- Scientology? Goddamn Kabbalah. You're so judgmental. Like you might think Kabbalah is a cult. No. I don't know what you hate and love. Fuck you. <laughs> no, please cut that out. I will. No, Scientology. Like it. it sounds like it sounds like not one no of the gods in Scientology. Zor- or Ghostbusters. It could be from Ghostbusters. It's not from not all religions are Ghostbusters. Yeah. Zoroastrianism is one of the oldest religions on earth, and it comes out of the Mid-East. It comes out of uh Persia or present-day Iran. And it's Oh, that's f- why I don't know. Yeah, it's the first religion that we know of that broke broke things into dark and light and good and evil. Oh, like nice. earlier religions have a panoply of gods, like a bunch of different gods. And there's like the god of love and there's Zeus. And Zeus is kind of like, he's eh, good sometimes and bad in other ways. And um, Zoroastrianism was the first religion that was like, no, there's only two gods good god bad god god of light god of darkness so a lot of actual like a lot of christianity actually comes out of or is similar to uh zoroastrianism how shocking because isn't that also like the area that jesus is from it is so uh, that makes similar i mean but i was gonna say that now it makes sense why i don't know about it because my study of ancient religions and cultures i really do um not for any philosophy philosophical reason but i just i do tend towards the western side um i really love studying about you know old paganism and celtic religions Mm. and celtic festivals and um you know greek and sometimes roman um although you know they cray they cray well halloween you know halloween which i know is one of your favorite don't act like i don't know everything about halloween ever you know what uh what its relationship is to ancient Roman culture. Yeah. What is it? Tell me. Why don't you tell me? (laughs) (laughs) No. So for the ancient Romans, uh, they celebrated a festival that um, it's very, you know, on the topic we were just talking about is that, you know, they believe that the light was killed during the fall basically. And so they, 
you know, we're mourning the death of the son and mm-hmm. uh, anticipating the son's return later on. Yeah, um, yeah. And the celebration was about like fall and filling up and eating a lot of apples and peanut butter before, uh, before the peanut winter. Peanut butter? Well, you know, like apples and nuts. <laughs> I don't know if they had peanuts in ancient. They didn't have peanut butter back then, right? Peanut butter wasn't... Wait, wasn't that from the 19... Oh, my yes, God. Yeah, 1950s. I don't think... Actually, I don't think peanuts... Look at peanut butter and carver. Romans have peanuts. They ate walnuts, almonds, pistachios, chestnuts, hazelnut, filbert, pine nuts, and sesame seeds. But mm. yeah, I don't think peanuts grew in ancient Rome. Anyways, now that we've answered the really <laughs> pressing question of the day, did ancient Romans eat peanut butter? Um, candles. Brain. They did not eat candles. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, okay. Some from ancient Roman culture. Yes, the candle was the, the symbol of like the eternal flame. The sun is going to rise again and we are going to get longer days and the sun god will come and bless us again with the sunlight. Well, I was reading recently, forgive me, I was reading recently about Saturnalia, which is more okay. like the, the wintry solstice-y thing. Mm-hmm. The ancient Roman culture. Okay, so now I understand why it is that you really like candles and what they mean to you. Um, are you like? Well, I didn't say that's what the, I said. That's what they mean to the ancient Romans. I didn't say that's what they meant to me. Well, now I know why. Okay, fine. Why do you like candles? Okay, I love candles, and candles are a symbol to me. Well, first of all, I never get a scentless candle. Mm-hmm. If someone gave me a candle that had no scent, I would smash it and be angry. <laughs> no, I wouldn't smash it because I'm wasteful. But I would be very, I would be most displeased. It's like having the best sex of your life with no orgasm. So it's really not the best sex of your life. Having really good <laughs> sex, you're like, this is pretty great. But then you have no orgasm. Okay. So I often like the number one most important thing for me when choosing a candle is that I really love the scent of the candle so it's about the scent and it's about um the um so along with the scent which permeates the whole house even when you don't light your candle your candle sometimes like scents up your house and I love that it's so cozy and warm and inviting and when you walk into a house with that like a lovely, I do, I do love like apple candles, candles with like an apple type scent of some mm-hmm. sort, like apple, honey, whatever. Um, it just smells like, I don't know, you know, like grandma baking like apple pie or something. You're just mm. like, it's like a warm hug. It's a warm hug for your nose. So scent is like very important for me when it comes to candle choosing. And then along with scent, the, the, the beautiful little flame of the candle just does bring warmth and light into the home. And it's most pleasing to the eye and the, the, the sense of feeling cozy and intimate because Mm -hmm. when you, when you have a candle, it's like, that's only so much light and you have to gather around the candle and it's, it's very magical. Also we use candles, you know, when you are a witch such as me, (laughs) You use candles in your spellcraft and whatnot, and they uh, the color is very important there then because the color represents different. Got it. There you go. Period. That's what candles mean to me. What candles mean to me by Elizabeth Hefner. <laughs> so for you, like one of the ways to bring huga into your house is to bring candles and scented candles. And Fuck yeah. So what do you do during the summertime? Do you like light a bunch of scented candles when it's already hot out? Uh, Okay. So like everyone else in the world, I'm just going to say it like Mm -hmm. everyone else in the world. I love to bring candles into my home, especially, and I hunt for candles, especially more hardcore during the colder months of the Mm -hmm. year. Because you want to bring in that that representation of warmth and sunshine um, into your home. But 
I also do enjoy a good summer candle and I prefer things <laughs> of a more floral scent. So in the wait, summer. What's, a, what's a summer candle? Just something that has a floral scent as opposed to like, Oh, it's I mean, things that grow during the summer. Like I, you know, I, if I were choosing summer candles, I'd want something kind of refreshing. I'd want maybe, I don't know, like, um, it's a good summer scent. I don't know, like honeysuckle and honey and like, you know, things that are like, Mm, warm summer days you know where you're by the crick with the honeysuckle bush behind you <laughs> honeysuckle vine because I don't think it's a no bush but honeysuckle vine and you know things that that invoke the pleasures of summer growing season got it and so okay. for winter okay yeah. so aside from candles what else do you do to bring huga into the house well, when you say it like that, it doesn't sound hugga. It sounds angry and thrusting. I do appreciate that. So, so, so like, hugga I is like, the opposite of what it sounds like? Hugga. Well, you don't need to put so much diaphragm behind it. Hugga. 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 I don't know. So soft, cozy, especially like faux fur or chenille. What do you say? Chenille? I think this is chenille. I think so. Blankets. You're magna cum laude. You should know how to pronounce chenille. Shut up. I didn't get it in fucking fabrics. Is textiles. It, is, is chenille a brand or is it a type of fabric? I think it's a type of fabric. God damn it. Where's the Google <laughs> machine? <laughs> no, I'm just going to, I'm going to declare it a type of fabric right now because I, I think it's a type of fabric, but uh-huh. who fucking knows? Um <laughs> So like, like this blanket is very, actually very, um, thin, Mm -hmm. very thin. So I could wear this actually in the summer and it's very soft and cozy wozy, but it's a very thin blanket. So like anything that's like centrally pleasing to the skin. Also, I got Mm -hmm. a dry brush recently and I'm dry brushing my skin now. And that feels really, really good. I just talked to Andrew about this and I was like, Andrew, I don't think I have a winter coat. What's a winter coat? And how do I, and then I asked him, I was like, will you come help me pick out a winter coat? Because I don't understand. I was like, Andrew, do you think I need like a winter coat? He's like, do you plan on going outside at all in winter? And I was like, yeah, I'm like, but I have like you, I could get like a fleece line zip up hoodie. Right. That would be fine. Right. <laughs> like that, and that's, that's what I'm thinking. Cause I'm like, that's all I ever needed in California. Right. No, I remember when I moved to Washington DC and I brought a coat with me, I probably brought like a sweater that, you know, was like a loosely woven sweater. And I thought, mm, I'm prepared for the cold weather. And I got out there and I'm like, no, this doesn't mean anything here. And I had to go to the local TJ Maxx where like, even if you were buying coats in California, like they would not sell an appropriate winter coat in California. They no, sell they California don't. Or only, coats. Well, they, they do probably, if you go to the mountain regions, you might yes. be able to find yes, a ski jacket, true. a ski coat. Yes. Like something with some true. fucking fluff to it, basically. And it knocks out, it actually keeps out the wind. So yes. I'm going to have to go look for an actual winter coat and I may even get gloves. <gasps> That's fantastic. That is like a big deal for you. That is and I don't even think I have, as I look at my closet, I realize I don't even have like a scarf that would actually do shit. <laughs> so I might need yeah. to get a scarf. <laughs> So clearly you love Hoga. So let me ask you this. Okay. But I feel like Hoga now, like I read it, I feel like it's also very much tied to my absolute love of transcendentalism, right? Mm -hmm. There's something there that obviously the appreciation, the love of nature and being present in nature and deciding for yourself what things mean to you. So is there anything that you actually like need to do to set an intention or something you know is there anything you actually need to do in order to enhance the hoga of your life this week or are you just are you just talking to me about hoga so you can brag about how good you are at it no I'm saying like even reading quotes about hoga makes me feel like I'm really indulging in hoga like I could just be anywhere and reading these things and the the coziness of the words it just 
Anything that makes you go, mm, that's hookah. <laughs> so is that your what? intention then for this week? It's just to read more quotes about hookah. Well, I'm also going to go out to my favorite coffee shop and I'm going to get some sort of hookah-ish coffee drink. That's my intention for this Saturday to go get a hookah coffee drink and um, enjoy the sensuality of the season and the sensuality of living. All right. Well, I think so. That's one of the recommendations. I mean, this, so I think that kind of moves us into recommendations for the week. So I, I actually want to ask you for a recommendation. What is your favorite hookah coffee drink? What does that mean to you? Well, my favorite coffee drink at the place I get coffee, which is called Coco Cinnamon, mm-hmm. and it's so fucking good. It's Latina owned and run, run, run. Mm-hmm. It's Latina owned and run, um, and they do something called the Doctor Durham, and I get it mm-hmm. iced, and it's this, and I get it iced with oat milk, and I know it sounds gross. But it was their recommendation because I said I'd like things that are creamy as fuck, basically. And they said, try oat milk. And I was like thinking, ew. And I was like, I don't want to be rude. Fine. And I tried it. And I was like, God damn, I like it. It does have a very weird oaty flavor, but I enjoy it. Um, and it's just like this delicious, delicious, dark, I think probably dark roast coffee. And they add in black lava salt and like oh my God, uh, really? some mo- and maca powder. And it's actually fucking I I fucking love it it's not for people it has a tiniest bit of sweetness but it has these other more savory elements I don't know I love it and then Andrew likes um he likes their they do like um like a hot cocoa they do a couple different types of hot cocoa he likes like the milk chocolate one and um he said that's really good that's like sweet like you're gonna die sweet <laughs> it's so fucking saccharine but it's it's good but it's pretty sweet so does the black does the black lava salt like really taste different from regular salt i don't fucking know it's the idea of it like they could okay. be putting dirt in it and call it black lava salt and i feel like mm, so so like special and like different so hugga so, different so can you tell we're millennials yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> but seriously, no regular old Denny's cup of Joe for me. I love myself too much. <laughs> so I think now you should ask me about my recommendations or what I'm going to do. I would like your recommendations for what you're going to do for Hugga to experience the world of Hugga. Like it's, it's a little challenging for me because it's the holidays now. And usually during the holidays is when I would do the most hookah-y things and like be cooking all the time and baking all the time and bringing in like warm lights and Christmas decorations and candles. But I don't want to do that here because it's, it's just, it's hot out. I don't want to have candles lit and it's, um, and I don't want to buy stuff that I'm just going to throw away at the end of the year. And also it's just weird to have that in the tropics. Like I just can't put up all these, you know, pictures of snowmen or fake snowmen. It just feels like <laughs> that's tacky. Really, yeah. Tacky, inauthentic. Like that's not what we need here. So I've been really yeah. struggling to find kind of hookah-y things that fit in with the tropics. And one thing that I discovered recently that feels like a really good compromise is I've been doing um, a Christmas craft where I make palm dan- de amber, palm de amber, which is the French meaning apples of amber. And what you do, it has absolutely nothing to do with apples or amber, actually. Um, But we have this orange tree that has been dropping a lot of uh, unripe oranges. And you just take oranges, you can use ripe oranges, and you you stick them with whole cloves. And you've probably seen these before. You just, you, they're- If anyone loves Victorian Christmas, you've seen this before. Yeah, you just take these oranges and you 
poke holes with them and then fill the holes with cloves. And can you just you poke holes? Can you just use the cloves to poke holes? You can holes use the in cloves. Them? I mean, the, the particular oranges we have, the skin is so hard oh. that the clove won't really penetrate the skin. So it's probably because you have such big fucking birds out there. They're like, we yeah. have to be extra tough. Extra yeah, tough exactly. oranges. <laughs> they are like the um they are like the Rambo of oranges. Yeah. So I've been doing that. I've been taking uh, oranges and I pit, put like a toothpick in them to create holes. And then I put nice. cloves in them and I sprinkle them with cinnamon. And I've got a big bowl that I want to fill with these orange clove balls, these palm dam bars. And it's, you know, it, it feels a lot more like it fits in here because it's got citrus. Citrus grows here. It's got uh, cinnamon and cloves. Those are spices which belong in the tropics. It doesn't cost a lot of money. It's meant to be disposable and it makes the house smell nice and smell very Christmassy, even though it doesn't necessarily look very Christmassy. So that's what I've been doing to like make. Well, you the tie house. a red, red ribbon. I'm looking up. So wait, wait, wait. What is it called? Palm d'amber. How do you say it in French? Like palm d'amber. But because the French don't pronounce half of the letters, it'd be like um, P-O-M-M-E, right? Yeah. yeah. And then what? Space, D-E, uh, space, e oh. amber, A-M-B-E-R. Okay, I spelled it right, but it didn't come up. Oh, it's not even coming up. Pinterest, you fucking fail me, you fucking fuck. Okay, there's another thing you could put on fucking Pinterest. Just I'm just going to put orange with cloves. Yeah, orange okay. clove Christmas balls. Oh, this makes me so <laughs> angry. Fucking yeah. Pinterest, you're supposed to be better than that. The other thing I've been really trying to do is trying to find ways to adjust um, some of my favorite Christmas and fall and autumny things for tropical weather. And one thing that I looked up recently, I haven't made it yet, is uh, cranberry lime margaritas. Because cranberry yeah. is something you only really enjoy during the holiday season. So I'm just going to put cranberry yes. juice, a splash of nice cold mm. cranberry juice in all of my tropical drinks. Yeah, that's super like cranberry and rum. <laughs> yes mm. rum and cranberry white rum uh, and cranberry tropical. i just got a lovely bottle of four roses bourbon kentucky bourbon mm, with nice. the, like high quality bourbon um and i'm putting that in organic eggnog oh that's so that's one thing that i know I am not scrimping on. Like, I don't care if it yeah. makes me hot. I am going to get some eggnog. Okay. I have eggnog and I put, first of all, I put like a bunch of ice and uh -huh. then I pour some bourbon over that. And then I put the eggnog and then stir that. So it's like a nice cold, icy eggnog drink. It's it is cold. Why would it make you hot? It's not going to be, it's not fucking apple, hot apple cider. Well, what it's going to do is it's going to make me gain weight. And then I'm going uh -oh. to have that sitting and on also my body alcohol. and that will make me hot. Well, the yeah. alcohol, yeah, the alcohol also makes it, alcohol makes me feel warm. I've decided it's want? just worth it. I'm just going to drink it at the beach. <laughs> I'm going to drink I eggnog mean, at the I beach. I know. I've had a total so far of one night. I have three eggnog bourbon drinks, and it's like oh fuck. And then the other night I had two, and I'm like, they're hard to stop drinking. <laughs> they're fucking hard to stop drinking. Fuck yeah. Okay. So Trisha's recommendation for for the holiday season hugga experience is just to fucking put cranberries and shit. Because not only will it bring a bit of holiday color and cheer to your world, it will also keep your urinary tract infections at bay. That's also uh, mad. But I do think some people can't have cranberry. Whatever. Consult with your doctor if you can have cranberries. Okay. Okay, so those are our recommendations. Go put black lava sea salt in your coffee beverage. And if you live in a really hot environment, it's just black lava salt. It's not black lava sea salt. Black lava salt. 
Okay, put black lava salt in all of your beverages. And if you live in a hot environment like I do, add a cold splash of cranberry juice to everything that you drink. Now my sign off was better. (laughs) Because I also care about people's urinary tract. (laughs) If you have different ways of bringing hygge into your life or otherwise making your home a happier place by making it more comfortable and cozy and convivial... Uh, you said cozy I said cozy It's a combination of cozy and convivial. I like how you're like, it's fine because I know I'm using it properly. I'm making a new word, but stupid people don't. <laughs> it's conzozial. Conzozial. Where you. Cranberries only grow in really cold environments. Canada and uh, Maine? Yeah. Yes. Cold environments. Places. Um, Old and you don't get to get a big old cranberry bog that you get to go, oh god when you love to be in a cranberry bog that would be so much fun I that really, really excites me the idea of being surrounded by cranberries in a bog with big rubber boots up to my pelvic region I love that <laughs> that's my hugga oh. <laughs> you know cozy like if you're in a cranberry bog I mean it just sounds really pleasurable like it's a sensual experience uh-huh. you're having this wonderful treat for your eyes the feeling of the water swirling around you like that's hug as fuck in my opinion <laughs> All right. Well, if you have a special kind of way of using hygge, like, for example, putting on your high water boots and going into a cranberry bog, please direct Mm. message us on our Facebook page in my happy place and tell us what puts you in your happy place. Yes. Okay. I love you. Bye bye. Bye bye. (laughs) 